Hey, hey, welcome to Coffee and Devotions this Thursday morning, July 23rd. This is where every weekday morning at 9 a.m. and on the weekends before my kids wake up, you and I, we get together, we have some coffee, we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2020, we'll make it through all the Gospels. Well, this morning we are in the middle of Luke chapter 15, so we are at Luke 15, 15 through 23. Why don't we go ahead and have some coffee, pray, and get into God's Word. Will you pray with me? Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son. Lord, we thank you for teaching us about him, the reality of who he was and what he did. Father, we pray that you would make our hearts tender this morning, that we would not just understand your words, Lord, but that you would have us truly know from the bottom of our hearts that you did this for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into God's word this morning. Uh, Mark chapter 15, beginning at verse 15. Mark 15, beginning at verse 15. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and he delivered Jesus after he had scourged him to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium. And they called together the whole garrison, and they clothed him with purple, and they twisted a crown of thorns, and put it on his head, and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they struck him on the head with a reed, and spat on him, and bowing the knee, they worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took the purple off of him, put on his own clothes, and led him out to crucify him. Then they compelled a certain man, Simon, a, a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus, as he was coming out of the country and passing by, to bear his cross. And they brought him to the place Golgotha, which is translated, place of a skull. Then they gave him wine mingled with myrrh to drink, but he did not take it. Well, like every morning, we come to our, our text before us and we need to ask ourselves, A, what is this about? How would you, in the margin of your Bible, write just a little one-sentence summary of what this section is about? Well, I think in the margin of my Bible, I would probably write something like, uh, Jesus is beaten and mocked. Now, maybe you would put some more into that. That's fine. Let me know down in the comments. What would you write in the margin of your Bible? How would you summarize this section? Let's go ahead and work through just a few things together in it. First, we realize that Pilate bowed to the demands of the crowd, right? Remember yesterday morning, they had been crying out, crucify him, crucify him. And Pilate, wanting to appease the crowds, he lets a murderer, Barabbas, a, a rebel, go. And instead, he takes the sinless Son of God, Jesus Christ, and he hands him over to be crucified. But first he has him scourged. This idea of scourging is, is whipping with that whip of nine tails where his, his flesh would have been torn apart. And then he is taken, or you might say paraded, to the praetorium. So uh, it's likely what this is, is that Jesus was tried up in the Anatonia, which would have been a fortress at the north east or northwest corner of the temple and he would have then been marched through the city to the 
Praetorium. This is most likely Herod's, or sorry, uh, Pilate's palace on the western wall of Jerusalem. And as he's there, what does the whole garrison of the Roman army do? Well, they mock Jesus. And we might be a little bit culturally distant from this because what they do is, is they make him out to be a king, right? What is, what is his charge against him? That he's the king of the Jews. He's a political enemy. He's one who is trying to usurp Caesar. And here, they're mocking him. They put on purple, that royal color. They, they, they robe him in a purple robe, and, they, and they, they take a crown of thorns, and they place it on, their, on his head, and they bow the knee to him. And the text says that they worship him. Now, the, the word worship is an interesting word. The, wor- the word here in the Greek is a word proskeneo. It's, it's actually the word for paying homage to And so they're bowing the knee and they're paying homage to Jesus, just like they would to Caesar, who in the ancient world, bowing down to someone and worshiping someone, especially a king, that line between deity and king is a blurry line. You remember that's the Caesars who would call themselves Lord and God. But here the Roman centurions are mocking Jesus and they hit him on the head and they mock him and they beat him and after they're done making a show of Jesus they take the robe off again and they make him walk on his way to that hill to be crucified outside the city. Now if this was a Bible study you and I would get into more details of that I would show you pictures of where this is at. I'd encourage you to to delve into this story a little bit more. There's all sorts of prophecies of the Old Testament that are being fulfilled in this passage. Uh, If you would want to turn your Bible to uh, Psalm chapter 2 later and read that, you would, you would see more about what's going on here. But anyways, uh, Jesus is both beaten and he's mocked. He's marched to his execution. So now I think we understand what this section is about, but we need to ask ourselves, what's the best verse? Which verse would you underline or highlight in your Bible as the best verse to summarize this section? Well, I think at the margin of my Bible, I think I would actually underline verses, 9, or verses 18 and 19. And they began to salute him Hail, king of the Jews, then they struck him on the head with a reed and spat on him, and bowing the knee, they paid homage to him. I think that's what I would highlight in my Bible. What would you? Would you highlight something different in your Bible? Would you say that you think there's a better passage that gets at what this is about? Well, last thing we need to ask ourselves is C, calling. What are we called to do in response to these words? We don't just want to look into God's word and hear it, but we want to do it. And so this is an interesting passage, right? Because there's no command here. Because all the commands are placed on Jesus. This is a story not meant to lead you into some type of legalism or moralism, but this is a text that's meant to make you focus your eyes upon Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is meant for you to see what the punishment for our sins deserve. 
that the Lord laid upon him the iniquity of us all. That even though Jesus was without sin, God gave him the wrath that we deserve. God scourged him instead of us. And again, I'm, I'm amazed that Jesus, the omnipotent one, the one who this whole story we've seen has known everything that was going to happen. Can you imagine now why he was sweating like drops of blood as he was praying to his father in the Garden of Gethsemane? He knew the mockery. He knew the beatings. He knew the scourging. He knew everything that was going to happen to him. And yet the amazing thing is that Jesus still went through with all of it. What great love the Father has displayed for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I think that's what we're called to do today, fix our eyes upon Jesus. I call you today to have your heart overflowing with thankfulness for the love of God that is shown to us in Christ Jesus. That he lived a perfect life for you. That he died his death for you. And that as we're going to get to, he was also raised again from the dead for your justification. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Father, we thank you for the blessing of telling us this good news of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that as we read these words, please, Lord, don't just let them fall upon deaf ears or hard hearts. Father, we pray that our hearts would overflow with thankfulness, that, Lord, you would give us a joy that would be everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, like always, I would encourage you to go ahead and like or share this video. But in the meantime, may the Lord bless you and fill your heart with joy and peace. Bye.